0: God's people with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about the work of the ministry. That's for the perfecting of the saints that we might be able to be a vessel of honor, meet for the master's use, the work of the ministry. And we're all called for that. But exactly what is it? said with the work of the ministry just being a witness for Jesus and, and knocking a few doors and say, Jesus is Lord. Well, it's much more than that as we shall see that Paul starts talking about Melchizedek in chapter 5 of Hebrews. As he's addressing them, he says, I have much things to tell you about Melchizedek. Melech, king, Zadok, righteous, king of righteousness, which was then king of peace. This Melchizedek ministry is a total change in priesthood. Our Lord sprang out of Judah which nothing was said about that tribe according to priesthood. The Lord sprang out of Judah after the order of Melchizedek. Now, we know that Abraham from the slaughter of the kings, Melchizedek met him after that slaughter of the kings, and at that, the less was blessed of the greater. And we find there that Paul addresses this in the book of Hebrews in the word of God. And he says, now I have many things to tell you about Melchizedek, but they're hard to be uttered, seeing that you're dull of hearing. Now, any man have an ear to hear. That ear is uh, the ear to the spirit, not of the intellect. It's not appealing uh, to the intellect or man's own will. What we learn by reading and studying, but is revealed by the Spirit of God. That's intuition. That's where faith is held in the spirit of man. So you build up your most holy faith, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's in the spirit. But your understanding is unfruitful. You don't know what you're saying. Paul addresses this to the church at Corinth. He said, I'll pray with the spirit. I'll pray with the understanding also. He said, I speak with tongues more than you all. I would that you all spake in tongues, but rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh in an undone tongue. Now this is in the body. Do all speak with tongues? Do all have the gifts of prophecy? He's talking about the gifts of the spirit for the edification of the body of Christ. But everyone that receives the Holy Ghost will speak in other tongues. In Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall speak with new tongues. It's the first thing he says. Well, the new tongue is that Pentecostal experience. We see that in Acts, the second chapter. And they were in one mind, one accord in the upper room. Suddenly, there came a sign of a rushing mighty wind. Cloven tongues of fire appeared and set on each one of them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance, not intellectually, for 17 different nations, devout men from those nations, heard on the day of Pentecost men speaking in their own tongue. There we have this mystery. And every man heard the wondrous works of God in their own language. Well, how can that be? Well, now that tongues is a spiritual language. But he that speaketh in an unknown tongue in the assembly, for there are nine gifts of the Spirit word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, diversity of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Though he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, the gift of tongues, they're in the assembly in the local church for the edifying of the body. Paul said uh, that if the school of the unlearned, if you bless uh, there in an unknown tongue, you do well. But he that's unlearned is not edified. Therefore, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, Pray that he may interpret, have the gift of interpretation of tongues. So then the beginning of the gifts, when a believer is beginning to be used in the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the first thing will be utterance gifts, prophecy. That is uh, uh, a prophetic word. Thus saith the Lord to this people, and he'll speak a word there as an unction from the Holy Ghost in a prophetic tongue. Nobody has to speak a in an unknown tongue before that. The, the man or the believer or the handmaid that stands up, thus saith the Lord, there the Holy Ghost will give them space in the unction of the Holy Ghost to give that word of prophecy. Then we have the gift of diversities of, diversities of tongues. Now, everyone that has the Holy Holy Ghost will speak in a new language. God put it in the church. Nowhere did he take it out. And anyone that has the Holy Ghost, there he said, Paul, talking about the gift of the Holy Ghost, will speak in other tongues. For his understanding is unfruitful, how be it, in the spirit. He speaketh mysteries unto God. So therefore, no man knows how he ought to pray. But the Holy Ghost itself, making intercession for us through groanings which cannot be uttered according to the will of God. So why is it important to have this prayer language, to have this gift in speaking in other tongues, the gift of the Holy Ghost? Because no man knows how we ought to pray. No man knows. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession. That's our intercessor, the Lord Jesus himself. And being the mediator of the new covenant, gives us his Spirit, just as he said when he was in the days of his flesh. He said, I'll pray the Father send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Now somebody says, well, that's great. He's going to send another governor. Then he said a profound statement. I will not leave you coverless. I will come to you. Jesus said that Holy Ghost is me. Me and my glorification, because all that the Father hath is given unto me because he loves me and is given all things into my hand. So Jesus was glorified with the Father's own self. The Holy Ghost is given then to profit with all. Each believer that receives the Holy Ghost will have the gift of tongues. It automatically comes with it. And in the day that you seek for God with all your heart is the day that you find him. And we find that just because you become as a believer and born of the water, there also has to be a birth, a born of the spirit. We find that in Acts, the eighth chapter. Now, Peter, on the day of Pentecost, says, when they were pricked in their heart, they'd receive the Holy Ghost, the ones in the upper room, and then They said, what is this? They heard every man speaking their own language. And uh, these were devout Jews from 17 different countries. What is this? And others said, these are drunk with wine. And then Peter standing up said, these are not drunken with wine, as you suppose, seeing it's only the third hour of the day. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. But this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. That's a former rain. That's, that's spoken by the prophet John. The last day, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit. It's God's spirit. Well, how did he get it to us? Well, no man cometh the Father, but by Jesus. By me, Jesus said. Well, when Jesus was glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5, then he sent forth his spirit. That is Christ. Well, how did he get there? God had made that same Jesus whom you crucified, Acts 2:36, both Lord and Christ. Christ is that Holy Ghost. Christ is the Spirit of God. Christ is uh, that Holy Spirit of promise given to us. What do we do to get it? Nothing. We simply obey God and repent because they were pricked in their heart and said, Men and brother, what must we do? Peter, standing up along with the other 11, said, Repent. Is that as all there is to it? No. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. You want your sins remitted. It's born of the water. That's water baptism in the name of Jesus. Through the spiritual circumcision of the heart, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed by baptism. So don't let anyone tell you baptism does not wash away sins after repentance. It does. As it says in 1 Peter 3, in the long suffering, in the days of the long sufferings of God, in the days of Noah, wherein eight souls were saved by water. Saved by water, the like figure. That was a figure of baptism. The like figure of baptism. Doth also now save us, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, not taking a bath, to wash away uh, the dirt and grime, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Having your conscience purged from dead works to serve the living God is by baptism. Baptism is a circumcision of the heart. That's how a person believes in the heart, not with the mind, not with the intellect you have to believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. The heart has to be circumcised. That's the only way to be born of the water. We find that in Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 10, verse 10 through 12. Now, after a believer does that, then they're born of the water simply by repenting and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, which is the name of the Father, of a title, Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, which are three different offices of the same one Spirit. What is the revealed name of God? Jesus. There's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved, Acts 4.12, than the name Jesus. Taking on that name is in water baptism. As many as been baptized into Christ as put on Christ. Now, By baptism. Born of the water. But that is not all of it. You have to be born of the water and the Spirit, as Jesus told Nicodemus in John three. Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and rabbi. When Jesus told him You must be born again. Nicodemus, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. This was a hard thing for Nicodemus. He looked at it in the natural. He said, how is a man that is old? How can that be when a man that is old enter the second time into his mother's womb? Jesus said, oh, you're messing it. That which is flesh is flesh. That which is spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Except a man be born of the water, that's water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, and born of the Spirit, capital S, the Spirit of God, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Well, Peter had the keys to the kingdom. He was the one that preached on the day of Pentecost, the other 11 standing up with him. They were picked in their hearts and said, Men and brethren, what must we do? Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. There's no other way to have your sins remitted than to be born of the water. Baptism is the spiritual circumcision of the heart. It's through faith in the operation of God. Colossians 2 10 through 12. Faith in the operation of God. Yes, God has an operation. He takes a spiritual scaffold and takes off the foreskin of your heart, which is the body of the sins of the flesh, and cuts it off. Circumcised means to cut, cuts off the foreskin of your heart. That's water baptism. But still, you're not born again. You have faith in the operation of God when he raised him from the dead, raised Jesus from the dead. And it says that you are complete in Christ Jesus and have need of nothing else, in whom you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. This is a spiritual circumcision. in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh. Colossians 2.12, by baptism. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. You invoke the name, just as Paul did. Saul of Tarsus, on the Damascus Road. He has a great visitation from God. He sees a great light, knocks him down. And he says... Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord Jehovah, God Almighty, the Father of glory? Who are you? He said, I am Jesus, speaking in the Hebrew tongue. I am Yeshua. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks. There, Paul was kicking against the plow, the point of the plow. Hard to do that. And... There's a man that he is going to have this great visitation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Like God is that light. He sees the light. What? Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus. He has a revelation of the name of Jesus. He's told that he will be an example of long suffering, being a preacher to the Gentiles. He knows his calling. And he is blinded by this great light for three days. Here's a man that's seen God, has a revelation of the name of Jesus, knows the call on his life. He's blind and he's going to be healed. Ananias will come to him and he will be healed of his blindness. He knows the name of God Almighty The revealed name is Jesus. He knows his calling. He has seen the Lord, this great light. Healed of his blindness. And then Ananias says, Brother Saul, why tarriest thou? You've had all this great experience. Arise, being baptized, washing away your sins. By baptism? Yes, by baptism. Arise and be baptized, washing away your sins calling upon the name of the Lord, Jesus, because that's born of the water. Well, there's another step. After you've done that and you've been obedient in doing that, you have been born of the water. The body of the sins of the flesh has been cut off. And that's a weight of sin that does so easily beset us. And that's the reason many that are baptized, finally. Not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's not the name. Father's a title. Who's also the Son. Son's a revealed Father. That's still a title. Holy Ghost. That is again. But what's the name of the Holy Ghost? What's the name of that power of God? It's Jesus. What's the name of the Son of God? The redemptive office of that same spirit, Jesus. What is the name of the Father? Jesus. Well, Peter, having perfect revelation of that, in Matthew 28 and 19, Jesus telling his disciples, go ye into all the world, teaching them to, to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, baptizing them in the name, singular. Well, he gave the keys of the kingdom to Peter. Peter will be the one that will preach that truth on the day of Pentecost. He will give us the formula of being born again. Then we'll grow from there. And that formula given, Peter, preaching, did exactly what the Lord commanded in Matthew 28, 19. Not a difference, but simply reveal the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus Christ baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, I'm with you always until the end of the world. Amen. Book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew ends. Peter then, receiving the keys of the kingdom, Matthew 16, is the preacher on the day of Pentecost. Having the revelation of Christ and given the keys to the kingdom in Matthew 16, Peter standing up along with the other 11, other 11 said, Repent. What must we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name. Well, what is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? In the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name of God Almighty. That's the revealed name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. That's the name. That's the name of the Spirit. Regardless of what office, it's Jesus. Why? Repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the remission of your sins. You want your sins remitted? There is no other way. This is Paul. he seen the Lord. He had the revelation. Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. He's told his, the will of God for his life, and he's healed of his blindness. And still his sins re, were not remitted. Ananias said, why tarry us out? Why are you waiting around? Arise and be baptized. Washing away your sins. Calling upon the name of the Lord. Paul was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. All the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. All that's been in the body of Christ have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Being born again not with an intellectual asking Jesus to come into their heart. That's not believing with the heart. That's believing with the intellect. But you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that he's the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty. He is the God Almighty, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Jesus Christ. And believe in thine heart, not in thy mind, in thine heart. How do you believe in thine heart? Through baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Have the heart circumcised. No other way. Believe in that heart. You got to believe in the heart. That God raised him from the dead. Well, why did God raise him from the dead? Why do we? Why are we raised in the likeness of Jesus' resurrection? By baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4. Know you not that as many as were baptized? Were baptized into Christ's death? Why? That like as God raised up Christ from the dead, so also you're raised a new creature. You believe with your heart. Why? Romans 6, 4, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be destroyed. How? By baptism. Same way again, Paul talks about that mystery of Christ and in Colossians 2, verse 10 through 12, said that, you're, that through this operation of God, through faith in it, through this operation of of God, spiritual scaffold, cutting off the foreskin of the heart, you're born again of the water. Now, that's born of the water for the remission of your sins by baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, no other way. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. Now, the promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are far far off, to as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's us today. So why tarry us out? Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, we have that in Acts 38. In Acts 8, we have those that were only baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, Acts 8.16 but they had not received the Holy ghost yet because that is a separate experience. We're born of the water, but that because born of the water and you shall receive the gift of the Holy ghost. It's not the same. Born of the water is born of the water. Baptism born of the spirit is born of the spirit, a different experience. Well, well, How do you get born of the spirit? Well, you receive the Holy ghost. Well, these were born of the water. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, but they had not received the Holy ghost as yet. Well, there's a doctrine of laying on of the hands, which those that have the Holy ghost through the laying on the hands, the spirit, the Holy ghost was given. So they called for Peter who came down, laid hands on them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts 8. Now we go to Acts 10. We're at a Gentile's home of the Italian band, Cornelius. Now he loved God. He had much offerings going up to God. He built synagogue. And at that point, no Gentile had been born into the kingdom of God. God deals with Peter because he had the keys of the kingdom and tells him to go to one there of Cornelius' house and tells uh, uh, Simon to go to Cornelius' house and one told Cornelius to go to the house of Simon a Tanner and he would call for Peter to come. Working on both, Cornelius' house and Peter. Peter goes down as he's preaching to them and said, I perceive God's no respecter of persons. That as he's preaching Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost falls and they're filled with the Holy Ghost. How did he know that? They did change and look, no, for he heard them speak in other tongues. And then he said, because they're baptized with the Holy Ghost. Can any man forbid water? Now, they're already born of the Spirit, but now he turns to the water. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Well, they don't receive the Holy Ghost, but you got to be born of the water. That's how the sins are remitted. Well, and he commanded them, what a suggestion. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were born of the water and the spirit. All through the book of Acts, we see that everyone that was born into the kingdom of God were born of the water and the spirit. Not just one, but both. Paul comes upon certain brethren in Acts the 19th chapter that have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? How did he know that? He didn't hear anybody speaking in tongues. They said, "Sirs, we don't know whether there be any Holy Ghost. We don't know what you're talking about. Well, if you'd have been baptized right of the water, in the name of Jesus Christ and of the Spirit, you would have received the Holy Ghost. So he said, under then what were you baptized? And they said, well, we were baptized with John's baptism. John the Baptist. Because Apollos, the silver tongue orator of Alexandria, had been through there and there telling them to be baptized with water under repentance. Well, but not in the name of Jesus Christ. He had not heard that truth. Well, Paul then preaches to them Jesus Christ and says, he says, John, John the Baptist, truly did baptize with water under repentance, but then preached Jesus Christ, the truth of the word of God, The, the church age of grace, the only way to get into it. And when they heard that, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul laid hands on them. They were born of the water. Paul laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. And they spake with other tongues. They will always speak in other tongues. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you will always speak in other tongues and prophesied. Well, we have been told all you do is just repent, ask Jesus to come into your heart, and that's a lie. So you'll miss out on the Melchizedek work of the ministry and the last day work of God. So what do we do? Well, we make sure, make our calling and election sure, according to the word of God, that we are born again, born of the water and the spirit. Then we walk in the light as he's in the light. What is that shining now? The... Work of the ministry that we're called for in Ephesians 4 11 on. What is that? Well, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Until we all, it's a progression, until we all come into the unity of the faith, not a denomination. Denominations won't be in it. It's Jesus perfecting his body, not through some man-made organization, but through his spirit, calling us unto perfection, to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ, unto the knowledge of the Son of God, full stature, unto a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's what we're called for. And that's a Melchizedek ministry. And that Melchizedek ministry is where we're headed right now. We're in it God is perfecting it and sealing those with that in the present truth for this great outpouring in the Jesus ministry, the work of the ministry, which is after the order of Melchizedek. Paul's going to go into this with a church in Hebrews in the fifth chapter, and he said, I'm trying to deal to you and give to you and preach to you and teach to you, This Melchizedek work, the work of the ministry. This Jesus ministry after the order of Melchizedek, which is not a Levitical priesthood. It's not of the law, which is going back, you know, establishing your own righteousness, which is of the law. But this righteousness, this Melchizedek, this righteousness, which is of God by faith. And as he's going to elaborate on it, he said, about Melchizedek, these things are hard to be uttered. It's time for it, but you're, you're dull of hearing. You can't understand what I'm saying. And he said, when you ought to be teachers, you have need to get be again taught of the first, pres- first principles of the oracles of God. You have need of milk and not of strong meat. For these newborn babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They don't understand the Zadok righteousness. They don't understand that they are to grow up from not just babies in Christ, not just little children, because the children of the kingdom would be cast out. But full grown measure the statue of Jesus Christ. And that's what the podcast and the Lord's ceiling is what he's doing now. It's very imperative and essential that we receive this truth, walking in the light as Jesus is in the light. Somebody said, well, my pastor told me. I'm going to go and ask my pastor about it. Well, what do you think the pastor's going to say? Oh, I'm wrong. There's not a pastor in the world that's going to say, I'm wrong. They believe they're right. Every preacher in the pastor in the world believes they're right. But the word of God is the truth, not not the pastors, not the prophets, not the apostles. The word of God is. So if the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher speaks according to the word of God in present truth and confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, they're of God. If they do not, they're not of God. Are they walking in the present truth? Are they saying that you're born again because you asked Jesus to come into your heart? Or you said the sinner's prayer well, you're like the ones in Acts the 19th chapter. All you've done is repent. You haven't been born again of the water. Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ or the remission of your sins? Have you taken on his name? Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that name? The whole body of Christ is named the name of Jesus. Wouldn't you take that name on? When it was voked in baptism, you took on his name called by his name, whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, Jesus. Well, as many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, just like he'd put on a coat, like he would put on a garment. The same thing. You put on Christ, how? By being baptized into Christ, born of the water and the spirit. That's the doctrine of baptisms. Do we stay there? No. That's a Hebrew six. It said there, leaving therefore, didn't say forget, leaving therefore, don't stay on the first principles, stay in the baby pool, don't stay there, don't stay in ankle deep water, leaving therefore the first principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to perfection. You've got to go on to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ. Don't stay there. Because if we're going to make the kingdom of heaven, we must be in the image of Jesus Christ, nothing less. Because he's coming back for a church without spot, without blemish, perfect in all of our ways. Our vile body being fashioned like in his glorious body that we may all be presented blameless at his coming, both spirit, soul, and body. And that requires us to come to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. And there we must be born of the water and the spirit. Somebody said, well, my pastor said I'm okay because I asked Jesus to come into my heart. Or I said the sinner's prayer. Well, you're just like the ones in Acts, the 19th chapter. You have repented. Did something change? Of course it did. But that's just one step. And there are steps further coming to that glory in a progressive glorification from faith to faith, from glory to glory, in order to be pleasing to God and to enter into the kingdom of heaven. To enter the kingdom of heaven, you must have done the will of God. Not just being born again, not just little children that you've known the Father, but you must have done the will of God. Because in Matthew 7, Jesus said, Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. What? No man can call Jesus Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, except by the Holy Ghost. Well, they call him Lord. They're little children. They've known the Father. But they didn't do the will of God. Well, Jesus said, Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Because you did not do the will of God. Then they begin to profess unto Jesus. Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. We prophesied in your name. We had the gift of prophecy. And we've cast out devils in your name. We had that gift of the Holy Ghost. But you didn't do the will of God. That's iniquity. Iniquity is not being led of the Spirit of God. Iniquity is lawlessness not obeying the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Well, he said, I never knew you. He didn't say you didn't do these things. He said, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. You didn't do the will of God. You didn't understand it was God that worketh in you. God's working in you. The Holy Ghost is working in you. You've got to have that Holy Ghost with the outward evidence to speak in another tongue. Mark 16, all that are born again, called by my name, shall what? they believe in my name, shall speak with new tongues. It's a new tongue, a new language. It's a prayer language. And that speaking in other tongues is uh, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Jude 20. Your understanding is unfruitful. It's not an intellectual exercise. But in the Spirit, you're speaking mysteries unto God. What's a mystery? The mysteries of Christ. It's the will of God because the Spirit itself, Romans 8, 26, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. What? According to the will of God. That is how we build upon one's holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Do we know what we're praying? No. Our understanding is unfruitful, as Paul said to the church at Corinth. Howbeit in the spirit, you're speaking mysteries unto God, according to the will of God. And Paul said, I thank God I speak with tongues more than y'all. There, he said, I'll pray with the understanding, with my knowledge, and I will pray in the Spirit also. Building up myself upon my most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in that Spirit. And that's how you build up your most holy faith, yourselves upon your most holy faith, Jude 20. So it's imperative that we have the Holy Ghost with outward evidence of speaking in the other tongues. And we say, well, I didn't think you had to do that. Well, in the body, in the church, it says, do all speak with tongues? Do all prophesy? He's talking about the spiritual gifts, for the edification of the church with the nine spiritual gifts, which is separate from receiving the Holy Ghost with the outward evidence of speaking in other tongues, Mark 16, that although they believe in my name, shall speak. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. What signs? You're not following the signs. The signs are following you. These signs shall follow the believers in my name. They will speak with new tongues. And they do. Everyone that's born again of the water and the spirit, get that Holy Ghost. Outward evidence of uh, that receiving the Holy Ghost is speaking in other tongues. Like one preacher said, well, kind of like getting a pair of shoes. You get the shoes, the tongues come with it. You get the Holy Ghost, tongues come with it. That's true. Well, it's how you now have a direct line that Satan cannot hear, cannot understand, and cannot break through. You speak in the spirit, you're speaking mysteries unto God. It's your direct hotline to God. It is your direct link to God in, not your intellect, but in your human spirit, your intuition, your communion with God, having his spirit, and then work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. That's the only way you know to do the will of God. You pray with your understanding. You pray in the spirit. You go by the leading of the Holy Ghost in doing his will. Then you'll hear the Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thine to the joy of the Lord. If we don't do the will of God and we think, well, we're just born again, that's okay. I've got heaven made, I'm born again. And we don't grow up into him. We don't edify We don't come in the unity of the faith. Then we hear, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. For you did not do the will of God. You didn't do the will of my Father. And we hear, depart from me, you that work iniquity. I never knew you. Frightful words. But it's something that we need to examine ourselves, that we are in the faith, lest we be reprobate. We're either in or out, gather or scatter, far or against. There's no middle of the road. You can't straddle a fence. With God, it's all and do everything that you do, all that you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him be your leader, your guide, your literal way, truth, and life unto life. Through this truth is sanctification. Through that truth, through that word is truth. It's sanctification. Sanctify yourself, both spirit, soul, and body. Sanctify yourself holy. It's us, a commandment that we must do in order to do his will. We're at the Melchizedek ministry. It's a Jesus ministry. He worked three and a half years of it. There's another three and a half years, time, times and a half, 42 months, thousand two hundred and three score days to be done. God's calling his body now. If you have questions, Say, well, I I think I'm okay, but I'm not sure. I'm going to ask my pastor. You're asking a pastor? That's like going and saying, I'm going to ask the same old, same old, because what's he going to say? Look at the word of God and say, Lord, you show me. You're going to be the one that judges me, not my pastor. I want to know what you say. And, If everything's right, then fine. If it's not, I'm going to change. I'm going to follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. And when you do that, God's voice will be real to you, and you will follow the leading of the Holy Ghost in the present flowing truth of the Word of God that he is doing now in the work of the ministry. Therefore, if you have questions, give us a call or drop us a question or either of our sites. If this... Holy Ghost is dealing with you and your spirit and you would like to know more about this ministry or you'd like to become one with us write to me Dennis Beard Post Office Box 2906 Longview Texas zip code 75606 or you can message us any questions you have we'll do our best to answer at sealinggodspeople.com or sealinggodspeople.org or dennisbeard.org. It's a very serious thing. We we are to examine ourselves, introspect. Examine ourselves and see whether we're in the faith. Make sure that a promise has not slipped any of us, that we seem to come short of entering in his rest. Hebrews 4, for they were made with a rest, a Sabbath, and a ter- an eternal sabbatical for the people of God. Let's don't miss it. God's doing it now to those that have an ear to hear. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. we love to hear from you. And again, be sure to contact us. We thank you for your prayerful support and your generous donations by which we're able to keep these podcasts coming to you. We thank you. God will bless you, Thirty six hundred, in Jesus' name. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis, Spirit Saint, Behold, the real Jesus.